When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. step brick by brick piece by piece until it's complete you got to build it up welcome on back down to the steam tunnels here steam tunnels and steam tunnels remote got quite the setup going on today but won't involve too much of the inside baseball but it is i josh the Birdman, welcoming you back to the steam tunnels back to convene the mighty triumvirate here to discuss all things pop culture and social commentary, all the most important things you need to know or didn't know you needed to know until today. Coming on in, welcome to it. I'm going to start with a quick shout out to our very mobile three of clubs. How you doing this morning? Uh, I am doing my best not to focus on the fact that I have to go to work pretty soon, so Please, uh, listeners, please tell your friends. Please rate and uh, subscribe. Please do all the things that Josh tells you to do, um, so we can so we can stop doing this nine to five stuff and really bring you the awesome content. Content like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, start. And we're about yeah. to get these ninety nine lives. Absolutely. Let's get these ninety nine lives. Let's get these uh- ninety nine lives, people. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I never exhausted the 99 lives. It might as well have been infinite. That was always enough to win Contra. And that will, of course, lead us back into it. And yes, as Rashawn said, head on over to Spotify now. Spotify does it. Uh, Apple iTunes, uh, you know, or, or Apple, I'm sorry, uh, P- Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Rate, review, really throw that in. Uh, we want to sell you, yeah, we want to sell you online therapy. We want to sell you <laughs> dick pills. We want to sell you anything. We're whores, okay? We get it. We know what we need to do, but you're always working for somebody. So we, we would really much rather be, be working from home, uh, especially the, the fitness professionals here. So uh, in the meantime, moving on over to Star Child. How are you doing today? I'm uh, feeling all right, man. Ready to uh, uh, peddle those dick pills and... Uh... All sorts of uh, male hygienic <laughs> products. I think that's the new thing. Like man man products. We, we got to find some man products to push. Man products are definitely definitely a thing, you know. Right. It's all about it's all about the ma- the male or you know, I guess that's I guess that at least in the podcast world, maybe that's the consider- or at least the podcast I listen to. So I'll give you that. And you know, purple purple uh mattresses and the likes there so the steam gentleman going full commercial today even with people we don't have sponsorship for we're just we're just pushing that boat we're just going on in but uh, gonna sell you i would like 
I would like to interrupt and point out that, uh, one, I believe Andy Van Slyke isn't doing anything else. So if he wants to join our podcast and promote some more dick pills, we're totally down for that. We're, we're here for that. And, um, frankly, I had the other thought, but it went away since I heard Greg sing. Ah, well, there, you know, Greg, Greg singing will, will absolutely, you know, I think half our audience just melted. And that's regardless of gender or gender identity. I think that just, you know, Greg hits the these and thems. Abs, even that, even that demographic, man. We, could, we should, just, we should <laughs> just have a, we should just have you doing an entire show of just you singing, Greg. I'm telling you, that's got to be our Patreon subscription deal. I mean, Greg's 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 demographic when he sings is if you have loins. Yes, that's yeah. it. Right, whatever you know. I mean, uh, you know, maybe, maybe. Well, don't even mean to exclude the asexuals. So you're you're perfectly welcome to listen. I mean, <laughs> we 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 want you here. You are all good. We got we got. No worries or, you know, no desire to cut anybody out. But bringing us around to our subject today, I just want to, I have to beam with pride as a father and just, again, pat myself on the back for just doing such a bang up job at my kids. Firstly, they started their extended school vacation today. Good Friday. My my Catholic wife was like, why do they have school off on Friday? I'm like, it's good Friday. <laughs> like, this is your religion. You, you went to church every Sunday with your dad, right? Why is the Jew explaining this to you? I have no idea. But <laughs> nevertheless, all right, there you go. Um, so my kids, though, <laughs> and this is apropos, they got they downloaded a game on their on their respective tablets. Um, and it is apparent it's it's one of these uh you know military commander games and they're they're making roman legions right so their father's just beaming with pride on a good friday that they're down there expanding the frontiers of the empire <laughs> because you know nothing came uh, yeah more. nothing comes through more on a good friday than than that right come on yeah you know just uh can can you uh, can you crucify a messiah in this game like do they bring uh, it all the way i don't think they bring it quite that far i think the all i think right. you're just subjugating barbarians and we're using bunny quotes on the barbarians thing there right Bar so, right you know because it's like my dad's a jew and let me you know like you know play a game where i get to be a roman but you know the, you know the romans don't get thrown in with the nazis ironic ironically enough so a little weird i mean they're way. equal easily they were just as bad I, but um <laughs> yeah they, they don't get thrown in there yeah that's true well you know you well, I mean, if, if we're gonna go with, if we're gonna go in that direction then you might as well toss in the dutch too i mean there's plenty of people who if we're gonna be talking about world worldwide genocide type numbers there's plenty of groups we can be tossing in with the Nazis. Ain't, ain't no Dutch video games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, did you see that game where you get to play as the Dutch? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I had such I had such a high score on the triad turning, yeah. turning slaves to sugarcane and sugar came to rum. I just killed it, man! Right? Oh my god! Did you unlock the Belgians? Holy shit. <laughs> uh, I, I want I want to go ahead and flip this on its head and apologize to our Dutch listeners because yeah. I was just making a historical right? point. I didn't mean I didn't mean to shit all over your culture like my two Steve Gentlemen did, but yeah, you know. I look I, at it more I, well, there should there should be more Dutch themed video games. I agree. I, I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. To me, you know, I'm gonna take it to now apparently, you know, 
the uh, vaccine expert Rob Schneider in his movie Deuce Bigelow 2, where he points out to his black friend about how the Dutch started slavery after he was commenting on how they were they were at a chicken and waffle place in in, in wait uh, rob schneider too uh, yeah yeah nah he oh, for fuck's sake man yeah, he he he's, rob, he, he's a, rob he's schneider yeah why the fuck, yeah, why the yeah. fuck does rob schneider yeah. have a serious opinion about anything like who I, who oh, thinks well, to themselves uh, damn it rob schneider will have the answer Deuce right. bigelow male gigolo but one and be, two no less I guess yeah, so. To be fair, to be fair, that wasn't necessarily his thought, as it was a scripted comment. However, Rob Schneider is a real person. He has plenty of thoughts there. Actually, ironically, counter to what his very enlightened point was in the uh, obviously the very uh, uh, erudite type movie in film uh, cinema, Tour de Force. Uh, Deuce Diggolo too. You know, to be fair, you know, critically that, that acclaimed. He critically acclaimed and box office runaway hits. Deuce Diggolo too. <laughs> On the top ten movies considered for Academy Awards that year for best film, his movie was number eleven, which is honorable when you think about it. Well, there you go. Right. Yeah. Without a doubt. Bringing that, uh, bringing that up, bringing that up there. To also, the his, his, his daughter has disowned him because of who he is. Oh, I did. I was unaware of that, but I guess, well, I guess. All right. <laughs> it's I always possible. I didn't know that either. Yeah. <laughs> Hope springs eternal, but nevertheless, yeah. Going back to my fine parenting skills, as, as I say, as my kids are playing Roman soldiers on good Friday, uh, you know, just <laughs> it brings us around to our subject matter today. One that I realized we hadn't touched on that I think it was high time that we did, which is Jesus Christ, we've spent a lot of time in our lives playing video games. I mean, maybe it's a Jet X thing, but I feel like the millennials, the Z-lennials, they, it, it seems to be another one of those common things that can just bring a lot of people together, even as we sit apart and stew in our own juices, because, you know, there's a for people listening who who haven't lived the nerd life who are using this to sort of you know kind of kind of get on in and get the get the understanding of of how how the how the nerd half lives you have not really understood the art of fermentation until you have smelt a room that young boys <laughs> have been sitting yeah. there playing yeah. either D D or video games or something along the lines of 16 hours, 18 hours straight, right? Like putting more man hours yeah. into uh, than just sitting there, right? <laughs> and sustaining yourself only on the worst of the simple of the simplest carbohydrates and Mountain Dew, which Jesus Christ, I never even liked Mountain Dew, but I'm sure I still drank it because it just had caffeine in it, right? Yeah, the, 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 the beginnings of that. I, I was more on the, I was more on the Fanta side to be to be fair. Oh, Fanta and 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 Sprite and ginger ale and stuff like that. So Hitler's very own soda. All right, love it. <laughs> you know, yeah, it. yeah. Well, there's too much there's too much sugar. If you yeah. can believe it or not, that's what, yeah. that's what my mom would say. There's there's too much sugar in Mountain Dew. I'm like looking at the rest of the the soda <laughs> aisle. I'm like. 
How, how are we parsing too much sugar? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to do this, that. Yes. This was the bridge yeah. too far, right? The, yeah, right. They didn't, yeah. even, they just told us in grams back then. They didn't even tell us percent of daily value of your 2000 calorie diet, right? They just told you it was like, yeah. here are the grams. Why? I believe, <laughs> I believe her, I, I believe my mom's cut off was 45 grams per serving. Yeah. Shoo, so until, all right. <laughs> up until that point. Yeah, well, Mountain Dew is like 52, so right. She, she so, had to put the line of demarcation somewhere. Oh, quick uh, question for you, Josh. You're beaming with pride with what your kids are playing on video games right now, and that's all well and good, and and I I'm proud for you. However, quick question for you: How are you feeling if all of a sudden you start hearing hammer and nails and seeing your sons dragging two by fours into the back uh, backyard? I mean, you know, today it's historically <laughs> accurate. That's all I've, I, yeah. I ask for historical accuracy in whatever their endeavors hey, are. I just, the thing that- hey, Dad, you know, get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, get out of here. We just want to size you up real fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, I'm Jewish, so, you know, they got that part. Yeah, what, <laughs> what's your wingspan, Dad? We just want to know. Yeah, no, without a doubt, without a doubt. So it, it definitely is one of those things that we would want to uh, make sure that we're, uh, you know, as I say, um, historical accuracy is what's important. And, and, the, and the underlying knowledge, I... I love I love both my kids a great deal, and I don't you know sometimes I've talked about it earlier, but my my oldest is is on the spectrum, and um, I love him, but he and he really has a thirst for knowledge. I, I like to think like his dad, but sometimes he'll get one fact and then he will run in directions with it that he just doesn't know, and then he will not listen to me when I try and explain the real facts to him. So that's just my only thing in life it's like no no get the timelines right <laughs> so you know there'd be a part of me that still as long as they did it right um you know uh, that, <laughs> and that they got you know the design of the cross correct it didn't have that extra point on the top most of the time a lot of people don't realize that it was just a giant t just saying you know uh and if he and if he could tell me if he could tell me that the the root of the word excruciating does in fact lie in crucifixion which is where the word comes from, people. Look it up. Uh, you know, then I'm going to be, uh, my job's done, right? That's that's all I My job do. here is done. My job, you know, I've trained my replacement fully just to, uh, mm -hmm. you know, continue to uh, to put the world through useless facts. But yeah, video games, man, they hold us together. Uh, they really do. They bring us together in, in more ways. Now, historically, as I say, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my son's learning the logistics of, of running an army and, uh, you know, the importance of, of, of defending your walls with enough archers and, and mm -hmm. what have you. But, you know, it really is something that is amazingly, in my opinion, totally uniting uh, within the, the sub-community, with any, many sub-communities of nerds. It's like, not only do you play video games, because most of us, when we're watching the movies we watch and all that, we kind of know what we're in for and what we're what we're getting into. But and and then the question becomes not only so much like you know, are do you play video games, but it's what kind of video games do you play? And just the amazing amount of time that we can absolutely sink into this, into this little endeavor. It is, it is really impression. It really, really, uh, you know, it really is, is quite amazing uh, that, that, that it, they make such an impression on us. Pardon me. I was getting ahead of myself in that, in that regard. So with that, I want to give it over to the three of clubs here, get him, uh, get him up, get him running here early in the morning for us as we are, as we are in our new, our new steam gentleman recording 
situation here. And I want to hear what he has to say about his favorite video games and what got him going in his 10 minutes of fame here. Uh, well, first, I would point out that what my my mom used to call it when I was ruminating in a room for about 16 hours, especially if I had or somehow wrangled in a friend to uh, come hang out with me and do that, it would be I was marinating. Um, that's how she would put it. And uh, I would also like to point out, you know, our female listeners that you guys have the capacity to marinate too. I've definitely had a few friends who are hardcore gamers who are female and going into those rooms after they had a few different sessions. It, it the, the smell is similar. It's the body funk of not washing or moving for way too long. Um, obviously first world problems, but we digress. Uh, video games. I, if you look at the world of video games, I, I don't know why you would do this, but if you were to look at the world of video games in the sense of uh, all of it being a war, I am the veteran on the side of Michael Ironside from uh, Starship Troopers. I I'm grizzled. I I have one arm because um, definitely some definitely some some hardcore situations. Uh, I do not have any more enthusiasm for what in which I am still involved with. However, I will give my life willingly for the cause that I fight for. Um, and I will do it while staring at the younger generation in a way that is nothing but contempt and uh, devoid of hope and understanding. However, a willingness in it, and if I may use the man's name and, and the approach of what I'm getting towards, an iron will to continue the um, the uh, the not the conflict but the the campaign of the fancy found within the world of video games i will do it and i will do it to the end of my life as michael ironside did and starship troopers video games have always been around my life um part of that reason is as i've pointed out a few different times i'm the youngest of five my oldest sibling or my closest sibling is seven years older than me lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, so by the time I was about three, I was already exposed and, and playing video games in a very bad capacity. I was definitely that kid who would follow his sibling to, let's say, an arcade. Kids back in the day, I want to point out, there were locations, locales, if you will, that had these coin-operated machines that had uh, graphics that were worse than your worst iOS game. And we spent hours pumping quarters into these things 
in hopes of getting to stage two of whatever video game we were playing. Most of the time, we didn't. Some of us even got to the mythical stage three of any video game. And you may be thinking, what video game 3OC? What video game 3O Club? Rashawn Smith, what are you talking about? What video games? And I'm here to tell you in the arcade, it didn't matter. You weren't getting to stage two. However, point being is that I uh, would be that kid who definitely would have to go with his older sibling and be on the coin-operated machine acting like he's playing or thinking he's playing because his older sibling is too cruel to give him his portion of his money and would basically say, hey, no matter what the thing is saying on the screen, you are playing a video game. And I would sit there and move the controls and bash buttons and be content. It was only until about a year later when, you know, I was a mature age of four where I realized that, hey, man, you've been lying to me and I need some quarters, which led to one of my first life events and how I am not kidding when I say I am the grizzled veteran of, or one of the grizzled veterans of um, video game playing is <laughs> the, passion, the passion and love in which I developed from it and was such an early age that one of the places that we were living in when I was five, our laundry was coin operated. And I decided to go ahead and move into kids. If you grew up in New England uh, and you're around our age, you had these commercials uh, from the Church of the Latter-day Saints. They had wonderful life lessons. I encourage you to go ahead and YouTube them. You'll want to either make... <laughs> Is he? You'll, you'll, you'll most likely want to make a neighbor a random pizza. Um, you may want to go ahead and 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 um, and um, which I'm calling. Um, it's where I'm looking for. I'm totally spinning it out of control. Um, Say, oh my heck, uh, or gosh darn, a lot. Make sure. No, no, no. Um. Wow, I cannot think. This is so bad. This is awful. This is the one where he broke the window. Where, the one where he broke the window with the baseball. Yeah, oh, thank you. Confess. You may want to confess to a random window breaking. Um, however, what, where I was leading to is that there were so many life lessons, and one was about theft. And I stole quarters from my mom's purse so she could do laundry so I can play video games. That's how I knew this was not going to end well. My uh, mom also knew it too and absolutely hated video games. And it was central to a lot of different weird life lessons I had throughout. Fun fact with my mom, she hated video games, never really played them. However, there was this game on Nintendo uh, called Pro Wrestling. I think that's just what it was called. It had Starman for anyone who's asking what the hell I'm talking about. My mom only played that three uh, times. She played it against me, and she absolutely destroyed me. She nice. absolutely destroyed me. So other than that, that was kind of her only four-way. The other four-way turn Did, I had when it came to video games, actually, there's so many more. That Rashad. Have to get through and why this is important. Yeah. What, did she make you wash your own underwear then after that? She destroyed you? Because, I mean, I think that would have been suitable, right? Like, hey, <laughs> no. first I'm going to kick your ass at video games. I'm going to make you, like, wash your laundry in the tub because you stole quarters from me. No, but actually uh, a little bit earlier, around the age of five, going back, if we want to bring up what my mom would do, make me do with laundry, uh, I stopped peeing the bed because she told me the next time I do it, I'm going to have to wash my own sheets. And I, it's not that I didn't believe her. I just and heed my own biological warnings and went ahead and peed. And at the age of five, I learned how to <laughs> do laundry because my mom was not kidding. 
Um, also, if we're we're continuing with the stories of mom and how life lessons kick in, same thing when it came to like a Christmas. So there's multiple Christmases where I wanted video games, hardcore new video game system, if you will. Um, I had the Sega Genesis, the Turbo Graphics 16, to name a few. Um, Sega Genesis 32X. Yes, I am a veteran of so many bad battles that we can we can we don't have enough time for this. Um, but um, I, I needed to know so bad that I went ahead and searched for my Christmas gifts and found it. And I proceeded to tell my brother, who then held it over my head and made me do his chores for the next two weeks leading into Christmas. Um, and my mom knew, and she knew that the guilt that I was going to have was just as bad. So when Christmas Day came and I acted like I was so surprised to get it, that woman had the best smile on her face and it wasn't happy oh, for uh-huh. me or any sort of pride or anything like that. It was more like this little bastard definitely learned his lesson and hopefully we're done doing this because I will remind you another time I did this, my mom took the toy and I never saw that toy again. We're only talking a couple of years. I'll give you, <laughs> why am I going through all this? Another thing I can continue to tell you about last night, I was up way too late playing video games. I've played a thousand plus hours of civilizations. I got kicked out of school, college, because instead of going home and studying for one test that I only had to pass, I'm not even saying good, good, great. I'm just saying I needed to pass the one test. I went home and the first move I did was like, well, I never got past this stage in Metal Gear Solid, so I'm just going to put it on clear my mind and be all good. And then eight hours later, I'm finishing the game. I, I was on a, such a roll. I was basically the wizard from uh, the kid wizard from the movie wizard. Kids don't, don't hurt yourself looking forward. Just like literally put Fred Savage and then wizard and you'll find it. Don't worry about right. it. But the point being is I was, I was his little buddy. I, I hit a zone. That always happened when I was at the arcade with my friends in high school, which, by the way, I was the only one who wanted to be at the arcade. None of my friends wanted to be at the arcade. And I would be like, okay, let me just, uh, I'll leave after his last life. And all of a sudden, go on a run forever. Um, I, I can give you more stories on this, but the reason why this tends to happen to me, and I would argue for other people, is there's a couple things that kind of happen with video games that are so important that you cannot dismiss them no matter what you do or what side you're coming in from. So one, let's just be clear and right away, it's escape, it's escapism. You get to experience a life that is not your own and frankly, most of the time, no consequence. Sure, there are multiple cases throughout the world in the last 40 plus years of the video game industry where people have gone to fatal consequences or consequences that had a financial fatality to it. Um, however, I would argue for most of us, we get to just do something we wouldn't normally get to do, and that's very powerful. It's not so much that escape, escapism in the sense of you do not want to face the real world, but in the sense that you know there's worlds you will never get to experience in this lifetime. I'm not going to say what's going to happen when we close our eyes in the incident sense, who knows what happens? We may be shot to a whole different world and different experience, different dimension, blah, blah, blah. I don't know that. However, I do know that last night I was playing a game that took place thousands of light years away and thousands of years away from time from now. And chances are I will not be able to do that. I get to dunk a ball. I'm 5'7". 
I'm a squat little guy. The only way I'm going to dunk a ball is <laughs> jumping in physical sense, <laughs> is jumping off a table that is like seven feet tall and hoping for the best. It's just not going to happen in real life. I get to play up against Peyton Manning and destroy him by sacking him left and right and then building an awesome franchise. I get to do all these different things, and that's what comes with the video games. Is you get to escape a life that you really wouldn't have a chance to do. Which is funny because growing up, a lot of times the common argument a lot of my friends would kick back to me would be as simple as like, well, you want to play video games and like basketball. Why don't we just go to court and play? And and, and to a certain extent, they had some good cases. And some of my friends were able to really become great athletes. However, I'm looking at them like, I'm probably never going to play professional sports, so I'd rather just do this. Go ahead, Josh. Oh, oh, timing me out. Um, the other elements are they're just elements that you do not get to experience in real life. So I would talk about the colors that you get to experience, right? the decisions. Um, some of us, believe it or not, religion wasn't where we got morality. We got morality from playing role-playing games. Um, <laughs> some of us, the reason why we were able to love sports wasn't because of actually watching sports, but being involved in video games and sports like that. Sad truth is, when it comes to history, some of these video games do a better chance, I mean, a better job of explaining history as Josh started this podcast with and actual lessons that some of these kids are getting in classes right now. There have been cases and studies throughout medical schools in the last 20 years that have pointed out that surgeons have been able to increase their hand-eye coordination by playing video games. Video games have a lot of great applications. Matter of fact, I would argue most of our Air Force and part of our Navy and, and Army uh, when it comes to the drone brigade that we have, really came up because video games were honing generations of hand-eye skill and coordination to the point where we kind of have aces that are only 15 years old. It, that's incredible. Um, there's so many different points I want to go to, but unfortunately, like I said, uh, work got in the way of my head, so now I'm just rambling and spinning. I probably went past my time, so Josh, you go ahead and edit whatever you want, and I'll go ahead and <laughs> shut up. I mean... You know, the uh, I, I like that you unintentionally just uh, highlighted the the most loathed and reviled Robin Williams movie of all time, that being Toys, which what the entire plot of the movie was that they were going to make the next generation of the military, uh, you know, in out of kids playing video games, which hey, they did. What do you know? So, you know, maybe you didn't like it, but all I'm saying I is thought... LL, LL Cool J did a lot with very little there. I'm just going to say that much, right, when it comes down to toys, man. I mean, you know, there was not a lot for LL to, to bite it, not a lot of meat on that bone, and he and he did all right with it. I thought it wasn't that uh, that was Ender's Game. Ender's Game, yes. Now, that's the true – that's the true. We, we can get to that. All right, wasn't that and Ender's Game? I will do a whole entire episode on Ender's Game. Ender's Game is one of my favorite books of all time. I read it when I was a kid. That predicted – not only that, it predicted the laptop. It predicted – so many things. It predicted um, QAnon. It predicted uh, just just the general rise of the geopolitic and the use of the internet to push the geopolitic. Like I say, not trying to get us into any trouble here, but just telling you, like that's what was in that book. So uh, it just it just is the case and and was the case. But one of my all time favorite yeah. uh, books. Also, probably being the one who read Ender's Game the most recent. Um, that I read probably about 10 years ago, right before the movie came out. 
Um, I would point out that the difference between Toys and Ender's game was, uh, if we're talking specifically about video games, where it broke apart was so much that they were making a brigade of children who were just playing video games. Those children in Ender's game were the complete um, mental elite. They were the yes. brainiacs of the brainiacs of the brainiacs. It just so happened that one of the tools that they used in their academy after selection was a video game, to which Ender proved themselves by breaking the video game open and literally killing the code, the source code within it. Yes. So, well, and there's lots more, lots more down that particular rabbit hole. But let's bring it he back ba- over. He basically, was, sorry, he was basically Neo before Neo. Yes. He I mean, went he... And he, he fought the source code and he won. An incredibly Whoa. influential, an incre- incredibly influential part part of the nerd verse, without a doubt, and you know, a way to true, prove your true credentials, which is of course why it was you know just a prerequisite to join this this little round table here. But let's take it from the stars uh, out to the star child, and I want to get his, you know, I want to get I want to get the 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 lifelong artist, the guy who went to to mass art no less, and. You know, is still our is still our graphic designer. Which, by the way, he designed a shirt, an eight bit version of the Steam gentleman. I'll leave the link in the episode description. I'm wearing it right now. Still one of my all time favorites. It's all three of us as Mario characters. And as my 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 youngest Gabe says, "What's that leaf uh, in the center there?" <laughs> ah, that's the leaf that keeps Daddy sane, buddy. Yeah. Uh, but you know, as it keeps Daddy on track as much as as much as can be expected. But let's let's hear from the Star Child, Greg Descents, and you know his video game experience and how it how it binded him to the nerd verse. Dun 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 dun. Oh. Dun, dun. Um, I, I was going to go in a different direction with it. I, I want to kind of split it into two parts because the thing, I think the, the draw is not so much escapism. I'm going to be uh, the counter on this one. I think it's not so much escapism because escapism is cheap. As, I mean, as we do here, you're the counter, yeah. you're the counterweight as we do. Yeah. You know, the, the escapism's cheap. You know, if it was just about escapism, then, you know, it would just be a muscle-bound guy charging through some battlefield, hacking everybody to death. But even games like that are still more challenging than just that. No one wants to play that game. The thing that really gets people into any game is the puzzle, right? At the end of the day, at its core, it's a puzzle. So it's really just the question of what kind of puzzle do you like? You know, like the, just that part of our brains, you know, that had to, you know, live a subterranean life uh, during whatever prehistoric age that uh, still needs stimulation. What stimulates that part of the brain? Admit that even though, you know, video gamers and, uh, you know, people who play uh, sports athletes you know it's still a puzzle you know when you step out onto a soccer field or a football field or a basketball court it's a puzzle you know you have to keep this ball in motion you cannot step into certain places you cannot foul the person that is defending you you have to get this ball into that hoop in order to score and you have to do that over and over again and you know more and more rules that make it more and more difficult and that's the puzzle that really intrigues people and draws them in be it a board game be it a card game whatever the case is you know like it's something in your brain that 
stimulates that part of it. And you said, as an artist, a piece of artwork is a puzzle. You know, one of the reasons I love to accept random commissions is because somebody will come up to me and this actually happened. Uh, she wanted each member of her family to be a different kind of character, comic book character. And I was like, all right, yeah, that's fine. But then she just started throwing in random shit because her kids got into it. And so her kids were like, ooh, 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 make me a Minecraft character. Ooh, 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 can you make me invisible? And they just kept throwing things on. And I was like, you know what, kids? Hell yes, I can do that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I remember, because, I remember one of those pieces. I, I think it's yeah. the same one, but I remember when you were working on that. Yeah, and you know what? You get into it. You know, it becomes a puzzle and more puzzle and more questions that you have to answer. And that's part of uh, making artwork that I really do enjoy. And I think that, you know, part of our brain wants stimulation. Otherwise, we're going to lose it. You know, like, you know, your wisdom teeth, your appendix, you know, I mean, it's something uh, evolution gave you that you just don't need anymore. But that part of our brain, <laughs> yeah, you know, but that part of our brain that wants that challenge. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's what you get from it. You know, honestly, like you, let's start with the old G, Pac-Man. You know, you have to get a little Pac-Man. It was a stupid fucking game. But, you know, you have to get Pac-Man around this maze uh, without getting eaten by the ghosts and finish eating all of the little pellets. It's very simple, but it's still a puzzle. You know, take that up to the next one, Mario. Mario could just run on a flat surface shooting everything if it was just about escapism. But the levels go crazy. You have different creatures placed in specific places so that they hit Mario when he jumps. So you got to get around that. And then there are final bosses that you have to get to. And there are different levels with ice themes, fire themes. All of those things are a challenge, a challenge that you want to get through. Take it all the way up to God of War. I mean, does it get any more manly, right? It's bullshit. It's everything men like. It's everything men like. Muscles, bullshit history, and sharp <laughs> objects, right? This is. I like football and porno and books about, books about war. war. <laughs> right? It's everything a guy wants. But if you play God of War, actually, there are mini games in it. There are many games, there are many puzzles for absolutely no reason. You know, you don't need to have these puzzles inside this game because if it was just about escapism, then you could just be Kratos going along, ripping the wings off of harpies. But it's not just that, you know, it's about making something that the players are going to get drawn into 
And next thing you know, you own them for a good portion of their lives. And we want to give it to them. We want to give you that portion of our lives, but we want to make it worthwhile. You take a game like Zelda. Now, Zelda was probably the first game that I played that took forever. I was like, is this like, is it, you know, it, it looked terrible, but it was like an open world. Yep. And you had to walk around and you had to figure things out on your own. It was amazing. It was amazing. I'm a lot more selective with my role playing games or open world games now because I know they take so long. So I'm much more selective with them. So I don't know when was the last time I actually played one. It might have actually been Zelda, but it was a while. Uh, You take a game like if you haven't played Shadow of the Colossus, it's brilliant. And it's entirely a puzzle. You know, you play this, you know, guy riding on a horse. And the challenge is you have to take down these giants that are uh, roaming and terrorizing the land. And, you know, it's not like most games where, you know, you fight a bunch of little bad guys on the way or anything like that. No, it's the Colossus is each individual puzzle. And honestly, absolutely brilliant. First person shooters. Okay, yeah, it supposedly puts you into the game, but even those have many challenges on the way that make you that suck you into this game you know so when i play halo yes i'm one of those halo guys when you play halo it really is about setting up a base of operations and going into the attack but is so much drama in these stories and honestly as uh, graphics have gotten better so have the stories like the stories have gotten so deep that you really do care. You care about these characters. So suddenly, like I said, you know, even a story getting into a movie or a TV show, even that is about a puzzle. You know, it's about finding out what happens at the end. Uh, the Arkham games, play all of the Arkham games, whether you like Batman or not, play all of the Arkham games because you can use your imagination. Like when you go up to a group of guys and you have all of your gadgets and you can take them apart and take them down in so many different ways, it's just too much damn fun. Uh, Final Fantasy, most people just say play Final Fantasy 2 and Final Fantasy 7. But, um, you know, they're still coming out with Final Fantasy games and honestly, amazing. They're amazing. Yeah. They just keep getting better and more beautiful and more fun. If you haven't played, you know, if we're going back in the day, if you haven't played Mario 3, all right, now that, in my uh. opinion, that's when they perfected Mario. Uh, the suits, again, the ch- different kind of challenging levels, like it's just absolutely brilliant games. It's an absolutely brilliant game, a must play. Uh, fighting games. Now, fighting games, I use that example a lot, especially because if it was just about ripping heads off, there would just be, you know, two buttons, you know, but you need so much dexterity. And if you're going to get good at it, you know, Rashawn kind of brought up the point about dexterity. If you're going to get good at it, you have to learn these combos. You have to learn how to play. And the better you get, the more you get out of the game. And it's designed that way. You know, they want to make sure that you understand that this isn't going to be something where you can, the term for it is button mash. You can't just (laughs) button mash your way through this. Like you have to actually learn the buttons, you have to uh, learn the combos and timing. 
like they've gotten so good at creating a, a sense of timing in these games um games like metal gear solid you know where again you gotta figure your way around like you have to sneak around you have to use stealth you have to honestly try it over and over and over again more often than not you just kind of wear the game down more than you you know really go in knowing what you're doing but you know if it wasn't for the puzzle if it wasn't for the challenge like i said then no one would be wasting their time on these games they would be boring they would be stupid nobody was would care but like me i love halo and batman my wife she loves candy crush she doesn't think it's the same thing i say you know what honey it is the same thing it's just a question of how you like your puzzle packaged that's all well that that is a beautiful message for the, for the day uh, how you like your puzzle packaged uh with, with without yeah a doubt. uh you know I, I do my best to stay as quiet as possible during all that and I would just point out a few different things. And one, Greg, you kind of ate your own point by saying it's not escapism, but then we talked about escapism. Also, escapism is going to be a little bit different for everyone, so I can't argue that it's not going to happen for everyone. And to say that everyone's playing puzzles or playing four puzzles, then why would video games have a separate genre to point out to people, this is a puzzle game, this is an action game, this is a fighting game. I get that there needs to be intrigue or other elements, but that's also mainly because the medium itself has evolved. No one had these thoughts when, in 1988, when Zelda was in its prominence, other than some central points that you make up, which is why it was such a monumental game. But past that, yeah, it was kind of just some straightforward video game playing for a lot of different reasons. I, I would argue that everyone has their own entry points, to video games, and it's not just puzzles. It's it's no different than one of the points you made about Final Fantasy, where you're saying everyone would just say play two or seven. That's hilarious, considering a lot of people I've talked to love ten. And I'm not going to sit here and say they're the only people who know all about Final Fantasy. So ten is the the the, the mark that everyone should apply themselves to. I'm just going to point out it's just a different group. It's it's just people who like different things. So the the buying games of it all is video games and why you're like it. I'm not going to tell you why I think everyone has different reasons, but you know, case in point, I never played God of War. I have no desire to play God of War. I'll probably play it eventually. There's plenty of video games I can say that for. And I'm I'm sure everyone can say the same thing. You can say that Josh can say that. So I I think we will run into a very dangerous game by saying, this is the only reason why you're playing video games. Well, I, you know, t- today uh, in past, sometimes uh, from, from time to time, I've been, been accused of, of pitting you two together. But today I'm running into the ring. I'm going to take you both down. I'm going to clothesline you. But I'm actually going to wrap your points together and tie you up in a nice pretzel to keep this little WWF metaphor going. Because I think, uh, as I'm stepping in, actually, as I can make my mansplaining point here, it's about escapism and puzzles. And it's about finding that exact right ratio. At least that's what drew me into this that, whole entire world. Is yeah, that's like what I was saying. Exactly. Finding those two things. And Greg, you, yeah. you definitely, I think you maybe, you know, you got into my point, but you know, we are like-minded individuals. That's why we are on this panel together. But I think, you know, what nothing quite is going to steal my life 
like a good role-playing game in exactly the right proportion. It's got to have the exact right proportion of violence and puzzles, right, going together. Now, I was, I was speaking with pride about my kids playing this, uh, this uh, uh, you know, this Roman tactic game. By the way, I, I'll quote to, to our audience what I quoted to you. This is General Omar Bradley, which is that amateurs talk about tactics and professionals talk about logistics. Just remember that as you go forward in life. If I, if I drop off this mortal coil today, remember I passed that, that little quote along to you. I was thinking about that for you, Greg, when you were talking about Halo and setting up bases and what have you, right? And, uh, you know, Mother Russia is fine. I got to say, I've heard about now. I'm sorry. I played a lot of Halo. I, I know I haven't played the last two, but I don't know what this establishing bases are. It's, it's pretty straightforward. FBS until maybe Halo Reach, where the story really starts to kick in. Um, I'm with you in the sense that a lot of these video games have way more immersive stories than people give it credit for. That's why it tends to work better for TV shows and movies because then you can expand the mythology of the, vi the video game that's already set out in their franchise. But I, I don't know about this establishment base. A lot of times they literally say, hey, you, you're in point A, you go to point B, and you kill everything in between. But getting back to it, the, you know, that, that balance, exactly. Finding, you know, for me, the thing that's going to draw me in is finding that balance of puzzle to violence to things. Now, I, I, I've been with such pride uh, about my kids. Now, the other thing that I've got, and keep in mind, I'm going to, you know, sacrifice part of my kids' college future and, you know, whatever, because, you know, if you listen to the news these days, I'm not even sure what kind of future they got. And I'm about to pay a, a, a crap ton of money to none other than Disney so that I can fully go and LARP Star Wars for two days. Okay, people? Like, yeah, that's happening. Okay, this, is, gonna, this is going to occur. This is going, I'm putting my Star Wars face forward. I'll continue to beam with pride because on their Nintendo Switch, I downloaded the classic Knights of the Old Republic, right? You know, how, how could this not be, you know, for me? You're playing, you know, you get to puzzle solve, you have to problem solve, and you get a lightsaber <laughs> at one point. You can go light side, you can go dark side, right? You have to sometimes find mini puzzles in there and figure out the exact combinations of words or various things or past different trials or what have you. But, you know, there is that combination right there. Totally draws me in. I've played this game, I don't know how many times, and I was so overjoyed that my kids could start playing it again. Now, my oldest son, Isaac, has already figured out ways. He keeps restarting the thing without even finishing it, starting new characters, but figuring out faster and faster ways to get through the earlier levels. I'm so proud of him. He's just impressive, you know, and playing different types. He actually produced a scoundrel, which is one of the character archetypes um, that I called, I called the Canadian because he had a red jacket on and a mullet, an honest-to-God mullet. <laughs> so As he should. As he should. He was absolutely running around, you know, smuggling, uh, you know, smuggling Tim Hortons to the United States, as far as I can tell. Uh, <laughs> he was he was doing his damnedest. So, you know, a prime example there and, and something that's fun. I will take it back. Zelda and its various iterations, I think, you know, was that exact, you know, Rashawn was very much right, and especially in the original one. And it, it can be the, the complex that you um, have to get better at combat. Uh, my wife just was, uh, she may have wrapped up for a little while playing the newest, uh, well, one of the newer ones, uh, Breath of the Wild, but she loved the puzzles more than the combat. She never got it quite as good as the combat. My son, Isaac, again, 
really likes the combat. Gabe likes advising him on the combat. So, you know, you've got that, that, that total blend. When it comes to the one that I think ends up being nearest, dearest to my heart, and I've played as many as I possibly could have. And, you know, again, maybe it's just a target demographic. Maybe it's just the, the scenery and everything else. But when it comes down to just that absolute, you know, it's like a, it's like a chef creating a dish, right? You know, you've got to, you got to throw in the enough violent, you got to sprinkle in the violence, you got to sprinkle in the gore, you got to get in the puzzles, you got to get in the world and the character development and the story. You really, to me, the perfection of it all was Resident Evil. I'm sorry. I, I know people may hate me for it. I saw all the movies too. And Mila Jolovich, God, that was Oscar winning stuff, man. That was just, that was amazing. It, you know, because they didn't even really try and abandon the video game in that movie. Some of those movies they try and take way too seriously and, and really try and make films out of them. No, no. These were movie serialized versions of the video game. But there's no other video game where you can, you get the haunted house, you get the zombies and you have to make their heads explode. Plus you get renegade uh, mutant engineered sharks at one stage. You get all kinds of things. And you get... The healthy, uh, the healthy suspicion of, you know, a giant corporation that runs everything and nothing is still at the same time. And that, you know, you know, that, that makes weapons and, and household products all, you know, uh, you know, not going to say it's Amazon, but it's Amazon, um, <laughs> you know, as far Fair. as those things that, that influence our lives, you get all of that just wrapped up so beautifully and, and, and even though the game ends up being much in the same case, the same things or the same way, God, I take joy at, at playing them. And still, even the sort of subsects of noticing uh, the different characters that they did throughout them. Uh, Leon Kennedy, right? This, you know, he shows up around number four, but you really like him. But then linking it back to some of the original characters and some of the ideas that they have and these, these subsets that, that run through it. That to me is just the truly, that's the cuisine. Like that's the finest meal. Like, can you get, you know, just the right amount? And then, you know, having to, in some rooms, totally slow down. Like Greg said, you have to move this piece to here. You have to move this statue in this way and, and make things happen in just the right order. And then go on and have just enough dexterity to beat the super zombie beast. And, you know, use the right combination of weapons uh, for the giant centipede that comes out of the swing pool that tries to kill you. Uh, that have, you know, I mean, that happens in Resident Evil Zero, which I love. They made a game called Zero, a prequel to the original game way on there that in, really in the end, in no way, it, it is the original game. Just for some reason, it's supposed to be the lost team that, that you never see in the first game, right? It's just uh, absolutely, uh, you know, makes it, it draws the lore together i think that's a lot of it you know why i like um, star wars games star trek games uh, you know because they also represent my favorite uh franchises but in this case yeah this idea of a kind of uh, a binding lore right raccoon city this city that we you know somewhere in america that we can't really put our finger on uh but yet represents every you know every city in in, in uh in, in america from both East Coast, West Coast, and yet Middle City all at the same time. Uh, the Umbrella Corp, right? <laughs> As I say, just, you know, <laughs> what, a, what a great name for it, right? Just totally sums it up. Uh, you umbrella know, Corp. Uh, umbrella Corp. One of my favorite memes 
uh, that went with it was, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, for Pride Month, they had all sorts of different corporations, you know, celebrating their pride. And they were all from, you know, various movies they had. Uh, and one of them was Umbrella Corp with, of course, the rainbow colors on it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they'd fucking do that. You absolutely know that in June, Umbrella Corp would shamelessly parade out their 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 logo in you know in the united colors right for all the lgbtq community right just trying to be like we don't care we just want your money and we just want to rule the world um but it is just that it gives you it gives me that exact blend of escapism that for whatever reason i lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Suddenly, for, you know, the ridiculous amount of hours that I put into it, can believe I could run around and carry all these weapons and, you know, blow these zombies' heads off and have the mm-hmm. intelligence to solve the computer code and to rewire the whatever power systems or whatever, uh, and then find the cure to a virus, right? Mm. <laughs> you know, I could do all of these things, God damn it. And all of it, like I say, balancing, I come back to that example. It's, it's, it's balancing a fine meal. It's balancing the dish so that it just has just that flavor profile, the sweet, the savory, the, you know, uh, you know, the little spice in there to, to, to just make it right. And I think that's what draws us into it. It gives us that opportunity to really get all those textures, all those flavors in our minds that we might sometimes be, be lacking in the, in the real world. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically what I was saying too, you know, like it had, escape it's not to say that escapism isn't part of it it's just to say that any game designer will tell you escapism's never enough you know like the the fact that you know you get to a point in damn near every game where like you know you'll use that you'll get an upgrade and then all of a sudden the next level you need to use that upgrade constantly you know that's not an (laughs) that's not an accident you know like that's to make you think that's to challenge you because without the challenge you're not going to stay in you know, and I think that that was the uh, that's what I was getting at. Like, I feel like even if the escapism is and this we can debate, even if the escape, the escapism isn't escapism forward. Then you're still going to be able to draw people in with the challenge. No, nothing quite keeps you in the game so much as uh, when you wander out of your level. Uh, where you're supposed to be and then you get killed instantaneously by that one thing. Oh, yeah. then you have to set your mind to how do i beat that fucking thing right that's yeah. <laughs> that is or, the gamer's mindset it's like oh they or told when me you're I like go there. or when you're like playing the same boss constantly and then you finally beat it and you think you're finally going to beat it and oh no they have another ability right their, their you, head man. splits open their head splits <laughs> open and then a flying beast comes out of it and you're like Son of yeah a bitch. right you know <laughs> like it's the challenge that really make that really keeps you coming back more than anything uh with, with that and that that's the part we can totally debate yeah well it goes yeah. on in that but and is, is rashad still on yeah you there rashad yeah. all right Okay, because I'm going to go ahead and say I think you're bad at Halo. 
Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh man. Now like, I gotta Yeah, it sounds like you're doing it wrong. Now like I gotta get back to now I gotta get back to him and, and, and have him have his have his rebuttal. But there you uh, go. Uh there we go. <laughs> all I right, but I'm gonna do, I think you're doing Halo wrong. Uh uh all right, but with I will that, body you, bro. I'll body you, bro. <laughs> Throwing down in the Halo sphere. Cause we, yeah, because we didn't talk about, like, you know, online gaming, community gaming. Like, that's a big thing that's changed. So now you've got these, like, and yo, let's, you know, because I got the mic now. So hold up. So there's a game. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you know about Smash Bros. You know about Smash Bros. I know about Smash Bros. Yeah. You know about Smash Bros. Have you seen the Angry Smash Bros. tournaments? Oh, I haven't. I, I've had to YouTube those. Oh. I'm sure if that's the case. Grown ass men, like grown ass dudes, getting angry and racist because they're losing at Smash Bros. It's unbelievable. <laughs> And yeah, just um, that uh, we didn't touch on that part of the culture, but uh, because I don't do it, I stopped doing it. I don't want to hear, you know, some 12 year old in Poland bitching people out like I don't, I'm not interested. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But that uh, that's definitely a change uh, in the culture too. like being able to play with total strangers, whereas before. You know, you had to put your, uh, you know, uh, Super Nintendo in a bag and drag it to your friend's house. So you all could play together. There you was know? that. Yes, there yeah. was something to be said for that. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to take the controversial stance that, by the way, if you're some tween boy who threatens to sexually assault a girl because you lost to her at a video game, your your parents need to, like, physically assault you for just enough, <laughs> just to teach you a lesson. All right. I'll, I'll go online that your ass needs to be whooped for that shit because yeah oh they get yo they get fucking angry angry i know angry it's unbelievable it is it is not cool so again i'll take my controversial take and and say fuck that bullshit because we ain't gonna yeah yeah all right well you know we're we we touched maybe on the first of of several episodes here that we uh that we start to go on that we start to go on to oh oh, yeah you're back yeah we're back now we got you now I've been trying. To, I've been trying to interject for this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> three, three of clubs first, was in utter first, hell. Three oh of my clubs god! Was I've been in utter it. hell. I've been Motherfucker! I've been I'm yelling at you. I've I've been losing it for like the last ten minutes. I must look like an absolute raven lunatic in my car right now. All right, oh so a, a couple of things I feel the need to actually uh, attract. Rashawn, well, Rashawn looks like one of those great. kids from Poland on the on the on the, on the uh, interactive video game now, right? He, he looks like he's screaming at Greg. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, I am about I was about two comments away from turning into uh, Michael Douglas from falling down. Like, <laughs> Which, by the way, I always felt like Falling Down was sort of uh, a low-key video game movie because the way he yielded weapons out of nowhere, it felt like, felt just like watching a video game where a guy's walking around and he has a pistol and all of a sudden he has a bazooka and all of a sudden he has, you know, an assault rifle and he's just pulling out of thin air. That's kind of what Falling Down felt like when I was watching it. Uh, one. Thank you very much for your Halo comment. Uh, I would argue that the last rank that I had in online game would disprove that. But, yeah, go ahead. Do you. Second part is, I think we continue to skip over what we're really saying with video games, which is 
where it hits you. You guys are arguing for what hits you, and, and I'm all well for it, and that's cool, and I'm not going to sit here and poo-poo it. That makes sense. But I can't sit here and say that's not what – or someone else is not going to want something different or not in it for the same thing. I think also video game designers will point out to you, if you're not entertaining the person, it doesn't matter what your puzzle is. Sure, there's going to be always a small section of people who want uber-hard puzzles. I downloaded a game on Switch a couple of weeks ago that is trying to use actual physics that you would use in orbit to, uh, to pilot a spacecraft. It is not entertaining. It is actual like, <laughs> doing physics, which is great if you want to do physics and stuff like that. But if that's not what you're in for or what you signed up for, it's not, the, it's not why you're going to stay. It's why, again, we have different genres within uh, video games to begin with. That's why you can have a flight simulator, but then an action arcade game, both around flying, both basically can even be flying the same thing. However, what the person wants to do could be totally different. So you can't go at it as if like saying, well, everyone wants a simulation because everyone wants realism or everyone wants a puzzle on how to fly a plane or land it. It, it, it's not always going to work out that way. It's not in a hard and true formula. The one thing it does happen is you're experiencing in life that isn't your own. So whether it's sports or it's role-playing or, it's, you know, first-person shooters, anything, we can continue to go into it. it. It is what hits you in the moment of you doing it. I play Civilizations, and I, like I said, a 1,000 hours. You know how many hours that actually is? I play it not a just lot. because it's a simulation. That's a lot. Yeah, thank you. Uh, of not just creating a civilization, but also what it allows me to do for me, and I can't say this is for everyone, obviously, is it allows me to actually be a little bit more imaginative. I'm creating, as I'm creating these new worlds and new civilizations, I'm also world building in my head. And, and, and I play it because you get to go through these eras and you get to change what civilization gets a handle of what technology and when and how that actually progresses their civilization forward in unforeseen ways. So the puzzle could be that, sure, and that is in part with how you actually are good with the game is you have to figure these things out. So I'm not poo-pooing that. I'm just saying I'm not there for that. I'm there because as I'm developing millennia of a new civilization, my head's also creating stories that I want to be a part of or be in. And on same and in the same part, it's no different than um, when we're, the problem that video games have when they go to movies or even TV shows, where people forget is that people place themselves in the arc or the mind or the vantage point of the hero. When you move to a movie, you change that. You no longer allow the player to have that autonomy. It is now conscripted and put and force-fed to that person, which is why often video game movies miss the mark because they forget that what people are really there to do, regardless of the secondary reason, is to be in a situation, they themselves, that they never would probably have a chance to be in otherwise. Well, I just want to thank oh. Greg for sending you into work in the absolute best, best mood. I know, best mood <laughs> of mine. Uh, I mean, I would, uh, yeah, um, I see where he's getting that from. I totally dig where you're getting that from. And I understand why somebody would think that first. Um, but yeah, you're not going to keep people that way. 
You're not going to keep people that way. Like if you do not have, like Josh was saying, the right balance also, because we do, you do want to live, you know, through the eyes of snake or master chief or, you know, random hoodlum beating people up in San Andreas, you know, like whatever the case, <laughs> you know, whatever the case, I know Grant, actually, yo, there should be a falling down version of Grand Theft Auto. That would make a lot of sense. Oh, okay. definitely. Oh. I think, I think, I kind of think it already happened, but then you have to ask yourself what actually is bringing the person back once they solve the puzzle. That's the oh, point. They will solve the puzzle. They will move. No, forward. but that's they will usually. Stay. But to play, usually the but thing to replay that... the game. If if you're playing the same puzzle over and over, then the logic is now done because what you're saying is you're there for the challenge of the puzzle. Cool. But once you solve the puzzle, why are you still playing the game? You're playing the game for other reasons. Puzzles oh, yeah. are part of it. I'm not poo-pooing that. I'm just saying we return to games, even games that they'll say, hey, there are three other ways you can play this. And then you play it, and you play eons of it. So then what actually are we saying? Why are you there? It isn't just the puzzle. You're entertained for different reasons. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say who's entertained for what. I'm just saying it can't just be that because once you solve the puzzle, why are you still playing the game? All right. Well, we're turning down for what? We are still playing our video games, whether we like them for puzzles, whether we like them for the violence or the combination they're in. I'm like, I guess I'm going all, I guess I'm going all uh, chef competition on y'all. Chefs, bring me the, <laughs> I need the right balance. I want you to make me a dish that just totally gets enough blood and enough gore and enough puzzles just to, just to bring it on in. But well, I think we all know what our weekend plans are. I think Rashawn's going to you know, try and up his Halo game just to piss Greg off a little bit to prove his point right. Body you, bro. Body you, bro. <laughs> uh, but with that, as the three o'clock is... They're, so, they're so angry. Like, the yeah. guy, seriously. Oh, my God. So uh, angry. It gets it gets all in there. But three of clubs as you're as you're pulling up here to start your start your day and start us off on our day. What you what you got looking forward to for the rest of the day and the and the rest of the weekend? Yep. If he's there, he's there. Hey, he's there. Sorry, guys. I'm in the middle of doing like fourteen different things. Uh, one finishing this work day. Which, if you're gonna talk about agitation, that's that's why I'm here. Is I'm agitated because of work and already. Um, and two, probably not playing Halo this weekend because I don't have an Xbox anymore. So that's that's going to be a challenge. Uh, uh, well, good for you. Remember, one day at a time, brother. One day at a time. Wow. All right, Greg. What do, what do you got? Uh, for uh, the yeah, uh, it's a big it's a big weekend in the city. So um, there's a lot going on. There's Celtics playoffs, Red Sox opening day, Marathon Monday. It's Easter. Um, I mean, just too much of everything going on this weekend, actually. And, uh, you know, dealing with family and people coming in for all of that stuff. So no, it's going to be a busy time. weekend. Yeah, I hear you as we're starting off our, uh, a couple of things, much love, uh, to, uh, to our, everyone, uh, going out and running, uh, 26.2, uh, especially my friend Debbie, who's, uh, running it for the second time for charity. So good on you. Nice, uh, nice work there. And, uh, you know, Godspeed and a nice smooth run for you. This will be coming out on Marathon Monday. So we'll uh, have, have plenty of that going on. I'm going to uh, go on out and smoke myself a brisket probably later on this weekend because it is Passover. And, you know, Passover means brisket. Really, that's really what it's about, you know. Uh, you know, forget forget all the plots of Moon Knight and everything else. It's, uh, you know, it's about a good solid brisket, something that's uh, 
that's, uh, you know, not too dry. Always the, always the important part. Leave the fat on is my personal opinion. Other, other competition guys tell you to trim the fat cap. I, well, I get clearly it. Clearly we have to do an episode on barbecue. Yeah, there's that. That's, you know, that's <laughs> it. This is, you know, this is, this is, I just argue that brisket is what the Jews gave to the barbecue world. That's all uh, I'm saying, right? It's kind of one of those things. Just It's an overlap. It's a Venn not, diagram. It's a Venn diagram. Do not. Dude, uh, shit. We're waiting on it. All right, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get, uh, I'll get busted up later. I promise everybody that uh, goes on in there. But again, you know, help us out. Shoot on over to iTunes and uh, rate, review us. Give us all that good. Give us all that good stuff. Uh, help us shoot on up. Help us become your your number one representative for dick pills because you know I think three, I think three middle aged guys who own cats are absolutely the perfect perfect representatives for dick pills. I mean that's just you know how could you not want these guys? How could you not want a piece of this right going on in there? Uh, we we do appreciate that, but you know keep listening. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, we've been uh, doing great on the socials. We're on uh, uh, we are on. Um, facebook as the steam gentleman podcast we are in uh on instagram do you even steam bro uh we're on twitter now the steam bees will be uh, putting out some tweets later today hopefully getting on uh, getting on all that fun stuff been trying to up my uh up my mean game here as as we're moving along uh we really appreciate you listening we're just having a blast doing this and we really love the, the chance and we just want to keep keep bringing you all of you know the best of, of pop culture and social commentary bringing it on but till then, cruising on out. This is your friend Josh the Birdman saying, keep your heat up and keep your head of steam on.